What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Evolve Your Brand podcast. I'm your host, Dave Gold, and this is season two where we've got a bunch of guests from all over the world uh, where we're going to be breaking down exactly how you, as a high-integrity, high-value man, can evolve your brand to evolve your life. So on this episode, I am bringing to you an amazing uh, dating coach and speaker named Sarah Javons, and she's from Australia. She's got a very interesting story of how she became a dating and relationship coach, and also some very insightful advice for how you as a man can put yourself out there and attract some beautiful women into your life as well. So thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. Wow, what a pleasure. This is amazing. Really, really incredible. You just do amazing stuff, Dave, and you're helping people develop influence that impacts so many people's lives. So thanks for having me on the show. And I'm excited to share some value and have a great conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how about you tell us uh, first where, where you're coming from? And I see you're doing some modeling this weekend. What was that all about? Yeah, so I'm tuning in from Adelaide, Australia, which is right next door to Melbourne, if anybody is familiar with Australia. And uh, this weekend actually was a charity event for Lifeline, which is a company, uh, it's a hotline, and it's all about suicide prevention. So, you know, when your mental health is absolutely in the dumps and maybe you don't have friends or family to support you, there's a hotline that you can ring. So it was all about raising money for that. And there was a big runway show. A few of my friends, uh, well, would actually had their own collections um, that were the models were wearing. I wasn't personally modeling in this particular show, um, but I was there supporting my friend and also another uh, friend of mine who was actually emceeing the whole event. So it was a big event, over 150 people and it was really beautiful. I love going to those events because you're raising awareness and normalizing very taboo topics. Um, so that's what I'm into. You know, that's why I'm in the industry that I'm in dating. And it's a very unique story I find of how I got into this whole world. And I absolutely love it. I get to serve guys and help them develop their own influence, their own branding in their own way and help them build attraction with beautiful women and really high value men as well. So that's what I was doing on the weekend. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What did you well, get up to? Before we get get into that, uh, you mentioned that um, this event was for like mental health awareness. Was that right? Yes, um, so, so what's your experience been during COVID and connecting and working with men? Do you feel mm. like they've suffered from a, a heightened sense of anxiety and depression and and a fear of going out and meeting women or or putting themselves out there online? What I've found is the isolation that they've put themselves in, you know, obviously not willingly, has caused them to start to think about dating more because they've gone, whoa, I'm alone. Like, I feel really, really alone. And we do have our friends, but, you know, I was having this discussion today about guys with one of my guy friends, and he said, you know, sometimes it's really hard. Well, it is hard for guys to make good male friends. And then it can be equally as hard, if not a lot harder, to find amazing women 
in their lives as well, whether it's an intimate relationship or platonic. And so COVID has just heightened that through the roof. And I've noticed the clients that I've been connecting with lately just always bring up the same thing. They're like, Sarah, I got to focus on this because I feel that aloneness a lot more during this period. It's something has been taken away from me. That freedom in a lot of places and here in Australia, we still have quite severe lockdowns in some of our states. So you can only go out of the house still for an hour. I mean, this is like, you know, back when COVID first hit and that's what we're going through right now still while they try and get the vaccines up. So it's heightened for my clients and a lot of them have been really, really good in terms of their mental health and staying on top of it. But I have come across waves during the coaching that we do together where it hits them harder. So some days are worse than others and that's when they really need the support and that's when they really need the check-ins and they need somebody to create that space because sometimes when we're feeling that way, we don't really know how to talk about it, how to verbalise it. We're just feeling it. So I have noticed it. There's been a spike, but I also believe in humans and my guys as well that they reach out and they are really quite in touch with their emotions in ways that I never imagined you know, before working in this industry. Interesting. So as a lot of the listeners know, um, I've done a lot of interviews with, with dating coaches because I was one of them and I was really into social dynamics for a number of years. And, and even after all of the experience that I went through, I still felt that anxiety or like I needed to push myself to go and to meet someone or to break out of my comfort zone. But then I noticed that it was even more difficult during COVID because with the masks on and and you know just people saying that they should keep a distance. Um, sometimes you would get reactions that might contribute to you holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's one of the reasons why I think uh, you know I also preach that men need men needed to learn how to um, diversify the ways in which they could put themselves out there in, in the world and and they could connect with people that you know will find them interesting will want to you know go on a date with them understand them on a deeper level um you know as seth godden says there's no product that everyone wants but you can either spend all of your time trying to get that last person to like you or you can say i'm sorry it's not for for you i'll go and talk to these guys instead and so Mm. that was something that that i have done over the last uh year year and a half is really put myself out there online to attract the kind of people who I do want to connect with. I do want to get um, on a deeper level with whether it's a romantic connection or whether it's, um, you know, in my, in my brand and I'm, and I'm working towards a business connection. And so how have you um, experienced this with men um, and also with the rise of social media? Do you feel like uh, men are being more, critical of of themselves when they put themselves out online and and also do you think women are um are also being a bit judgmental of whether or not men brand themselves correctly yes women will be judgmental without telling you i think that's Mm. something to note 
they'll judge you, but they're not going to tell you. Most women aren't going to go out of their way and send you a DM and be like, your profile is shit. You've got food and nature and you there you are not anywhere to be seen on your own profile. Women who, does, who, <laughs> who, who does, you know, uh, other than maybe me or you, who is going to tell a guy or a gal that their profile sucks? Well, only people in the industry. Like I will, I will DM a guy and go, hey, you know, it's interesting. I don't see you on the profile. And, you know, start a conversation with him and see if they're open to coaching. But if they're not open to coaching, I mean, they'll just keep doing what they're doing. So I've noticed that um, resistance, mm-hmm. if you will. And even I'm so glad you brought up this online space, which, you know, is something that we're here to talk about because most clients have initial resistance to, to having a profile. Mm-hmm. It's like this just innate fear within them. They're like, oh, like what I was noticing, this was a trend. I was noticing all of my clients had really good dating app profiles. Like they put all their effort into their dating app profile, but their Instagram was shit. And I was like, (laughs) if anything, you want your Instagram, for example, and Facebook, that to be honed in and looking sharp and representing you and your lifestyle whether you're in business or you're just wanting to meet new friends and date more, that's going to be honed in because what I'm yeah. seeing is you're, you're, the dating app, okay, it looks pretty good. You've got some nice photos. They're pretty quirky, fun bio. And then as soon as I go to your Instagram, it just does not connect. And that's really important. If, if I'm meeting you on a dating app then I add you on Instagram and it doesn't match up, that is not good because I'm like, whoa, how often have you met a, a, a guy from online dating and it just, the conversation stayed on the online dating app and it didn't move to another platform like Instagram or WhatsApp or Telegram or just even a phone number? Never, never. You never stay on dating apps. And that's why it's so crucial that your Instagram is looking amazing and and that's the first stage I start with any client where are you you're invisible I have guys come to me complaining of getting results with quality women if a quality woman comes across your page and sees what she sees do you think she's going to one engage with you or two respond to you if you engage with her probably not (laughs) probably not and that's being nice okay and then they, you know, I have guys that will complain and go, well, why is that? You know, women are bitches. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's put the, the mirror up to you and be like, where are you? If I'm a woman that's going to invest my time and my energy into you, I've got to see you. Women love to future pace. We're going to imagine ourselves being in your world. And so what social media allows you to do is to literally curate what your lifestyle is about, your hobbies, your passion, you, your different expressions. Like a picture of you sitting at a table at a cafe with some beautiful food and and drinks in front of you, staring just a little bit past the camera with a a slight smile makes a woman's pussy fucking drip, okay? (laughs) Mind the French here. But I'm imagining myself sitting opposite you at that dinner table or at that cafe and wondering, what is he looking at? What is he laughing at? Fuck, that's hot. All right. As soon as men can just switch on to this, suddenly 
their mentality changes towards branding themselves, you know, let alone their business, but at least branding themselves. Who are you? Instead of hiding away your passions, hiding away who you are in crappy quality food pictures and pictures of everything else but you. All right, I'm going to go and post that type of picture right now. <laughs> got, got me pretty excited. No. <laughs> you know, a lot of the time, Sarah, guys will say either, all right, I'm going to focus on my dating life. And so I'm going to have this perfect Tinder profile and I'm going to go out and I'm going to approach tons of women. And I'm going to buy these dating programs and get super yep. into the forums and whatnot. Or they're going to go in a different route and they're going to say, I want to really focus on making money. And mm -hmm. they'll get to a point where they've been making some money. Um, but the amount of time that they have, it seems to be very limited. So mm -hmm. um, very often you'll find the excuse saying, oh, I don't have time to take pictures and to post them to Instagram. And, and who would care? And I'm the CEO of a company. You know, if I put myself out there, um, on Instagram, that might be bad for my company. People might judge me. Okay. Mm. So my question right now is how long do you think, and, and let's be, let's be forgiving here. Let's be kind, but it, you know, on a minimum basis, how long do you think it should take a guy um, to post on social media on a weekly basis? If, he didn't have a lot of time for say. How long should it take him? Yeah, like what do you think is the minimum amount of time that a guy should really put into his online presence on a weekly basis if he is a business owner? Look, I would say the bare minimum is like one post a week, which is very mm -hmm. manageable. And clients that I have simply use uh, apps like Plan um, which uh, P-L-A-N-N, -N, which you can say, go out and hire somebody to, you know, if you don't have a friend to take photos of you and get, let's say a backlog of 10 really good photos with various, you know, things that you're doing very high value and, and that represent your life. And then all you have to do is input that into your planner and you don't have to think about it again. So I would say this would be, you know, a total of two hours of shooting and then uh, half an hour of curating it on your phone and you're good to go. Okay, so two and a half hours, if that. And if you're really lazy and you don't want to spend time, get somebody to help you, a VA or someone like that, okay? But I, I personally feel that you want to be consistent with taking photos. I, I know that there's some dating companies that say you want, you know, 12 really good photos, which, hey, you can have the bare minimum. But then I would say to you at least 15 minutes a day, putting into your stories, and obviously building up your highlights that you could leave after you put a bit of effort in. But honestly, if you want to take it really seriously, your stories on social media, the 24, they're up for 24 hours, that's the, let, the little peephole into your world. And it's also a really, really easy way for women to feel comfortable engaging with you. So if you don't have anything up on your stories, it really sucks because high-quality women might be coming onto your profile but feeling awkward opening you. And once you have a really sleek Instagram, this is what actually happens. Instead of you always pursuing and starting the engagement with somebody else, 
people start to engage with you. And so a story is a really powerful portal for that to happen. And um, if you're, yeah, if you're taking it really seriously, I'd say 15 minutes a day, or you could do that twice, once at the beginning of the week, once at the end. But that's if you, you know, you're taking it really seriously and you want that to start being this beautiful social funnel that brings an abundance of new people and new opportunity into your life. You know, and, and that's really, that's really it is that guys make these excuses, but if you get into the habit of doing it and you also learn how to create discipline and balance in your life, it doesn't need to be something that overwhelms you, but the opportunity cost here is very great. The, the risk is much higher than, uh, you know, the, the, the reward, the risk, all of it, it just makes sense. All right. Like you putting yourself out there is going to give you an opportunity to connect with the kind of people that you never thought that you had the opportunity to connect with before. And as you said, you know, you can use um, different platforms, Agora Pulse and, and others to um, schedule your, your posting and whatnot. Um, but the fact that I see so many guys um, with this reluctance to have balance in their life um, between the business and the dating um, is something that drove me to take the mm. next step in trying to create an impact in the world. And, you know, you made a, a post a few weeks ago that I really resonated with, and I think it's relevant right now, where you said, every opportunity that you have gotten in your life, you owe to a decision that you made to be a social person and working hard. And when you take the time to learn to diversify your social skills and take courageous action outside of your comfort zone, the world opens up to you. And for me, that was exactly the way that it worked. You know, I didn't have a lot of success in my dating life growing up. And so eventually I pushed out of my comfort zone after watching tons of content from companies that you used to work for and other companies. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of creative skills. So I bought a camera because even some of the nicest cameras you can buy very affordably these days. And I learned a new skill. And then as I traveled the world, even though I didn't become a professional photographer or model or anything like that, I just learned the basics of how to actually share what I was experiencing in my mm. life with other people who would resonate. And by doing that, I was diversifying my social skills and I was taking courageous action because it does take courage to put yourself out there online. You know, people are going to judge you. Doesn't matter whether, you know, you've got a nice fancy car and you're looking perfect to the, to, to the nines or whether you're making a vulnerable, authentic post. People are going to judge you, but your, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you do embrace that vibe and you courageously put yourself out there, you're going to see an abundance start to open up. And that leads me into how did you actually become a dating coach for men 
where did this opportunity arise? Did you put yourself out there online and that, and that was what transpired or how would you break that down for us? Yeah, wow. I just completely resonate with everything you said. And it's so nice to hear somebody just one experience that for themselves where like the floodgates open with opportunity of meeting new people that impact and direct their lives. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what happens. And for me, that's exactly what went down because I left Australia with a very open mind. I'd been through a breakup and I'm, you know, I'm sure lots of people can resonate that are listening in, you know, when you go through a breakup, it's like you're the phoenix rising from the ashes and you're having to rebuild yourself um, from scratch you know if you've invested in another person in a relationship and so I went over to Los Angeles and I didn't know what I was doing to be honest like <laughs> I was relying on going out putting myself out there and being really proactive with my networking I had to pull on every ounce of my courage because I was in a city alone and LA can be quite confronting for a lot of people. You either love it or you hate it. It either works for you or it doesn't. <laughs> you meet LA, the LA can eat you alive because a lot of people go out there with a dream and sometimes it's an unrealistic dream or they're creating these expectations and they're not actually taking the, the appropriate action or having the patience to wait for those uh, opportunities to come to, um, to the surface. Correct. They're forcing it. And so what happened for me is I was at a hostel. I only booked seven days of my trip and I managed to find an apartment within that seven days, which I moved into. And then I was there for another three months. And in that time span, uh, because I've been acting as well for 10 years, I thought, oh yeah, like I'll, um, I'll email some uh, management so I ended up emailing 100 different managers in LA. I heard back from two, got one interview, and then signed with that manager. Then uh, during the process of this, I'd also been going out like a mad woman to lots of events. I mean, LA is not at a shortage of networking events. I can tell you that much. So it only takes you to meet one or two people that then lead you into the space, the networking space. And I actually found myself at um, a business summit of all places. And I um, met so many powerful people there doing incredible things. And what I did is that actually, which is very outside of my nature, I started putting everybody I was meeting into a spreadsheet and making oh. a note of how I met them. Now I'm a very open, uh, spontaneous kind of girl. And so, I find the way to connect with somebody is to be very playful and have fun with every interaction, even at a business event where perhaps you should technically, according to the status quo, be more serious and be looking to, you know, leverage yourself. No, 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 no. I took almost the opposite. How can I have fun with people that I meet? They expect me to ask about their work. They expect me to ask about certain projects. But like a hot girl being asked the exact same questions at the bar, you want to say things that spark their curiosity. Like, wait, what? They're not asking me about the same things that everybody else is. So you suddenly you stand out. So that was my approach, I guess. And I didn't want to take anything. So the neediness wasn't there. There was no like, hey, this girl wants something from me. And so they really connected with 
uh, connected with me. So most of the people, um, you know, I would add them into the spreadsheet and then I'd make sure I followed up with them. So often we go to events or we go to parties and we meet people and we never follow up with them. And the, the magic, you know, if you're in sales, the money's in the follow-up, the fortune is in the follow-up, as they say. And this is the same with socializing. The quality relationships are in the follow-up, the touch points that you decide to actually courageously be proactive versus the person that meets somebody and expects or waits for them to reach out to you. Always assume the proactive position. That's the attitude I've always had to socializing. So this actually led me, long story short, to meeting um, the current CEO of RSD, uh, which is Real Social Dynamics, one of the biggest, I guess, pickup dating companies in the world. It's been around for 20 plus years. And I met Nick, who was the current uh, RSD papa, I believe his name was, um, and I had a great chat with him. I met him through another friend who was having a penthouse mastermind um, get together. And LA is just rife with these events. And I find like you've got to know what to do with opportunities when they smack you in the face. And I remember chatting to Nick and he told me that he wanted to go on a world tour, which is something that RSD does. You know, they travel to different cities, they do seminars and they do boot camps where they take guys out, out into the streets, to the bars, to the clubs and help them attra um, attract women, go up to women, build their social skills. And I thought, oh, this would be so interesting. So it was coming from a place of genuine curiosity from me, not taking genuine curiosity. And I actually volunteered my time and said, I would love to help you with that. I'm happy to, you know, go out there and do the Australian cities for you because I knew that he couldn't go to Australia and his eyes lit up because he could tell one, I was really passionate. I was really interested and CEOs love that. Often they hire more on your work ethic, your attitude, rather than your skill set, because they know that they can train that into somebody. And that's what he saw in me. And I'd actually met the other CEO, RSD Tyler Owen, a few weeks before. I courageously DM'd him because my ex-boyfriend, like he used to watch RSD a lot. And I thought, fuck, you know, these guys are in LA. I didn't know Nick at the time, didn't really know he existed in the company, but I knew Owen and we ended up catching up for a coffee through me messaging him on Instagram. And we hung out for like eight hours and just chatted. And again, I didn't really ask about being a part of the company. I was just genuinely curious and it was really cool to meet him. And then obviously a few weeks later, I met Nick and he presented the opportunity to me. And that's when I went, yep, let's go. And Nick works very fast. He's like a bulldog business guy. And um, he was like, okay, here's the schedule for the next year and a half, almost two years mapped out city to city. So over 75 different cities, over 140 events. And I had a week of training, with the camera gear. And then I was sent off to Brisbane, Australia uh, to start the tour. And that was it. The rest of, you know, the two years of my life was mapped out. And that's how it started. That's how I got into the industry. Well, we got a lot to break down there. <laughs> and, and, and we definitely just, just took the, the lid off of it and revealed some, <laughs> some backstory and some really interesting insights into your journey. Um, you know, these are the small details that you don't usually hear on the YouTube video, on the Instagram post, on the, the, the short TikTok. And 
what ends up happening is a lot of people, they judge, they say, oh, Sarah, come on, you're a cute blonde girl. Obviously you're going to be, you know, a dating coach. What? Like, come on, this is so easy for you. You must've had everything come to you. And they don't hear about the time when you went to LA and you actually went to networking events, put yourself out there, DM'd people who were in places where you wanted to go. You know, I have clients right now and also past clients who have said, how do I do it without messaging anyone? <laughs> and you can, don't get me wrong, there are methods of, you know, organic marketing. If you're in the entrepreneurial space, there are methods of meeting women, you know, without messaging them. But, but. Of course, it, but it's like, it's like that mentality. Sorry, Dave. They think, is it a dirty thing? Do you, are you lowering yourself by being a proactive social person? Cause it's almost like you have, like, I find it's like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to have to go into the trenches and message people and be proactive. Yeah, and it's and it's in the trenches that you make the progress that goes unheard of or unknown, but is the catalyst for change in your life. All right. So, you know, many times people they don't like to hear this, but trust the process, you know, the life, it is a journey and you gotta go through the ups and the downs. And mm. as you said, the power is in the follow-up. It's not in the first time that you do something or the second or the third. It's in multiple repetitions, okay? It's in putting yourself in front of people who you want to connect with time and time again until you can refine that skill so that you're no longer mediocre. You're special, unique, and you stand out. Wow. Yep. That's exactly right. And, you know, just to finish that point about, hey, you must have had it easy. It's like, you know, Dave, you know what it's like to travel the world, right? I do. I've okay. been to Australia. I've been to New Zealand. Yep. Right now I'm in Portugal. So it's been quite a journey. Travel is beautiful. And we see a highlight reel a lot of the time. Behind the scenes, it is tough work. I can tell you right now, I have gone many sleepless nights getting to the airport after finishing a boot camp, taking men out into the streets at 4 a.m., having to get to the airport by 6 to catch an international flight to the next city, racing around. Like, you know, it's a really tough gig. The same for you know, say rock stars, right? Traveling, it's tough work. You're going off very little sleep. You actually get affected a lot by radiation, so keeping your immune system high is so crucial. That's something I learned traveling. You know, you you got to give every ounce into yourself, and then you're running usually on fight and flight because you got to get up on a stage and speak for six hours, and then run a, a workshop for two days that goes to three, four, sometimes five a.m. in the morning after debriefing with a group of guys. So it was tough, you know, many, many nights of just building up your own confidence and, and going out there. And sometimes, you know, not knowing where you are in those cities can be seriously daunting for a lot of people. You're taking big risks. So I just wanted to mention that. I think a lot of people like this idea of uh, creating a vision board or, or wanting to manifest something, but they don't want to do the work. 
And that work is really where the progress is. And something you just mentioned then sparked a thought that I've been really thinking about today because one of my clients was like, Sarah, I felt like I took, you know, these big steps forward and now, you know, a big step back. And I was like, that's the beauty of this process is you're going to progress, then regress, then progress again. It's almost like every regression gives you this big hit of momentum that then pushes you forward because it, and I can relate to this too, because whenever I go into a slump and I just feel like, Oh, why am I doing this? What's the point? Suddenly something just flips on in my head and it gives me this big kick, this big inspiration. And I come back 10 times stronger. And so I progress at a rapid rate. So that was just something, you know, in terms of the journey of, of self-development, the journey of learning this stuff you're going to make mistakes. You're going to regress backwards and then you're going to launch yourself forward. That's yeah. the nature of it. You know, a lot of guys are really into crypto or into trading stocks. Uh, when I had, when I ran a few crypto workshops with one of my students in Serbia, um, many coaches reached out and, and, and it's just like what Sarah was saying. There's never going to be just a bull market or just a bear market you know, one is going to come after the other and that stock is going to rise and it's going to fall. But one of the most powerful lessons, um, if you're into trading guys, is to double down and really invest in yourself at the times when you are down in the bear market. Okay. Because if you do, that means when your stock starts trending up again, you know, you're going to see so much more return on your investment, so much more um, abundance is going to be coming in if you don't get scared and get sucked in, you know, um, as one of my clients would say, by like the low vibration, which might be pulling you down when things aren't going so well. Um, I feel that actually right now, you know, I'm, I'm living in an apartment where I went from like the dream apartment and they were singing to us below the balcony every night to cars racing by outside. And I've had to have an escalated sense of awareness and acceptance to say, I need to get out of the apartment more often. I need to go for more walks, more day trips. I need to do more meditation, call more friends and stay more mentally sane because I'm not getting that peace of mind at home. And so um, if you can find that awareness on your own, well, you can find that awareness on your own, but a lot of times um, for one reason or another, we, we don't see it. We have blind spots. And that's why it's so important, I think, to uh, embrace having a mentor that you actually resonate with in your life, at least at certain points of your life, because mm. they're going to open up something to you that you're not able to currently see about yourself. And, you know, I was going to make the, these interviews a little bit uh, shorter in season two, but we're just flowing right now. So I want to get into, um, you know, a related subject based off of another one of your posts, which is talking about something that I'm really interested in these days. The subject is of mirroring, something Tony mm. Robbins has talked a lot about in, in the world of NLP. And, and, you know, this could be relevant to you if you're a business owner 
and you want to reach out to new clients or you're getting on sales calls, it could be relevant to you if you're um, really, interesting, really interested in growing a, a social circle or attracting new women. Um, you actually said it's one of the greatest skills that you can actually have is to engage with your environment by keeping a neutrally positive approach and trying to simply acknowledge each person and what you see unfolding in front of you. So you talked about, you know, choosing to be shocked, scared, angry, disgusted in a totally playful way, which creates more tension and ignites even more engagement. Break it down, Sarah. What wow. does mirroring mean to you? And how do you implement that and instill that into your communication to become magnetic? I love that you're pulling from my post. This is like, I've never had an interview like this and it feels so genuine. And it's like, you're pulling these things out of my brain because I find like a lot of my content, it is what I'm thinking at that, that particular time and it just comes out. Um, so it's nice to hear you paraphrase that back to me, which is a beautiful communication skill. You know what? This mirroring and I guess engaging with your environment is one of the most, most, most powerful tools I use on a daily basis. This is what helps me feel really certain and grounded in my environments. It's like, you know, usually you have to go to a certain place multiple times until you feel that sense of comfortability. Like perhaps the gym, the first time you go there, you don't really know where everything is. The fifth, sixth, 10th, 20th time you go there, you know where everything is. You know, some of the team members there, you become really comfortable. So the way I approach you know, any cafes or, you know, certain places, maybe parks and things like that, anywhere I frequent, like I want to go there and I want to first off observe my surroundings, observe what's happening around me, ground myself to those environments and then bounce off them. So you become a part of your environment and that's where the pressure gets taken off you versus trying to come up with stuff from your own mind can be a real challenge. Whereas if you use what's happening and unfolding in front of you, it allows you to have the, thing, the content already there. It's the same method that I use if I'm speaking with somebody. And if you're really listening, and I mean like actively listening to somebody, you never have to struggle on something to say because the other person will always weave it into their answer once you, you know, get the conversation going, you know, chuffing along. And so what, when I mean with, emotions is especially with women they're very very powerful tools now I'm not suggesting that you go out and flail about like a <laughs> a crazy person you know showing an expression of shocked or fear um when somebody says hey how are you going and you go ah like who are you that's not particularly how you want to use this and I find that a lot of men actually struggle with this particular part of their social development because it's hard to wrap your head around when you first start doing it it's like when you're trying to learn anything it's like well when do I do it when's the appropriate time to do it Sarah uh how do I know if they've, they've been offended or if it's working so there's you know I always say with with learning these skills it's an experiment take the pressure of your off yourself take the judgment away from these situations and the ego and learning emotional stuff, I would start with, like this is something I would always get clients to do, is to get familiar with the seven universal emotions by Paul Ekman. 
which is, you know, it doesn't matter what background, what culture you're from, what language you speak, these are seven emotions that we can all relate to. And when I talk about what Dave said, like using it in a playful way to create tension, this can sometimes get very confused. What do you mean by that, Sarah? Tension creates a spark. If it's with a woman, it creates this beautiful spark of attraction, right? If it's with a friend, same thing, but it's just not in a seductive manner, okay? It's in a heightened curiosity of the other person like whoa this person's different I like them then what you want to do is make it really relatable you always want to be more interested in them always want to be you know assuming the role that there's something about this person that I don't yet know what are they an expert in I do a a bit of work for endless options which is another dating company and that's something that they always say and I really really love that How can you find something out about that person that you don't yet know? And that's where you want to position yourself. And this is really high-level stuff. That's why I say start with an exercise where you get to know your own expressions. So you do an exercise, you take seven photos. This is the seven universal emotional expressions. You take seven photos of these expressions, exaggerate them. You're exaggerating them in a really happy undertone and then have a look at them show them to a friend and get them to see whether they can actually tell what emotion you are expressing without you telling them because when you go out into the social training ground okay this is what I refer to it as it's like you're going out into your training ground where you're now experimenting with your skills. And this is when it becomes crucial that you don't judge yourself regardless of the outcome of when you go out and try these things. Because if you allow that to affect you and you have a bad experience, you're not going to do it again, right? How often, if you have something negative happen, you'd never want to do it again. So you've got to take every response as a grain of salt, okay? And go, oh, okay, that, that was interesting. What did I do there? That didn't work and refine it. And so We're out in the training ground and now you're out there in the world of socializing, which is not, you know, one plus one equals two. It is not a formula every time. It is its own chaotic machine, which means there are so many variables and so many slight nuances for you to discover. And that's why I find a lot of guys uh, get anxious. A lot of people in general get anxious when they have to socialize with people. So the way that we bring these expressions in and why they're so powerful is because every single person on this planet has a deep connection to them, all right? So if you have a a, a fear expression, automatically as a human being, I will mirror that fear and think, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong? If you look really happy, I'm going to go, oh, like what happened? Why are you so happy? If you look really angry and you get that intense stress between the eyebrows, I'm going to go, what's wrong? Are you okay? Or maybe I'm going to back away from that person. Now, I'm describing it or illustrating it in a very serious manner. If someone's sad and upset, you want to comfort them. But this is where it gets interesting. And this is what I found out when I was traveling around and running these workshops you can actually use it in a playful 
um, modality, okay? You can actually say I met Dave and we were just having a, a conversation we just met and he tells me something that happened to him during the day. Right? It's like, oh, you know, I went and got a coffee and then I walked out the cafe and it spilt all over me. In that moment, if I'm somebody who's aware and understands how to control my emotions and play with them, I could choose in that very moment to either have a deadpan face and go, oh, yeah, that sucks when that happens. It's happened to me before. Or I could choose to go, oh, no, and scrunch up my face and go, oh, that sucks. What did you do? Did you go home and change your shirt? Right? I can choose to exaggerate a response. Now, why the hell would you do that, right? Why would I bother exaggerating a response with somebody? I'll just say, yeah, it's happened to me or relate it and keep you know, plowing through the conversation. That's what makes you magnetic. That's what makes you stand out because I've decided to amplify and exaggerate that moment which makes the other person feel a sense of significance and also heightened interest because they're going to respond to your expression. Communication is not just about the words coming out of your mouth. Your body, your tonality, your expressions, this is your instrument to communicate with the world. If you're only using your words, <laughs> most people aren't going to understand you. Most people, okay, we all have our own communication styles and most women are very, very connected with expressions. They'll respond to the expression and your energy before anything else. And that's why just last week, actually, with my mastermind, we were talking all about masculine consciousness and connecting with certainty. Because guess what, guys? What I just told you, if you're not certain and have a, a confidence within yourself and a detachment from outcome, you're not going to go out and implement that kind of stuff. Because you're going to think, everyone's going to fucking look at me and think, why did I just overreact to something why did I just pull a face because we're once you know once we grow up we're told to not express to be very stoic sometimes I find a lot of guys go down that route and it limits them from how they connect with the outward world how you know as we started this part how we mirror and relate and interact with the world and this was the magic that I discovered and I feel the gap with what's being taught to men and women in how they actually communicate with one another. And I'm just scratching the surface in this particular chat with Dave, but that is one of the most incredible skills that I, I really implemented in all of those cities I went to. This was some exercise I did with everybody. And you know, another exercise is practicing your rejection. You've got to start to hone in to your social skills being a practice versus something that you're just going to get. And once you've got it, you never have to think about it again. Just like meditation, socializing is a practice. Every time you go out into the world and you just make the decision to socialize, it's an experiment and a practice, a time for you to see what happens this time when you go out. When you get good at it, you find your rhythm. You're able to get into a flow state or a sense of confidence in more environments. Once you hit that, what does confidence allow you to do? Freely express yourself. When you're with your good friends, you usually express yourself and you don't really think twice about it. When you're in an environment where you don't have confidence, where you don't really know these people, 
you tend to close up more. So when you develop that muscle and develop the certainty and the relaxed feeling, it's like sinking into your balls, guys, breathing into your balls, allowing there to be space and silence in your interactions, this is when the world really opens up, both in terms of attracting women and attracting really high-quality men as well. Men respect you. Women are attracted to you. And that's where you want to be. That is the social G-spot when you're sitting in there because you're in your masculine, you're connected to certainty, which is groundedness. And as I tell my clients, you don't need to go out and be a feminine emotional expression of creativity and bounce off the walls and dance like a woman. You actually want to be rooted and grounded like a tree with roots into the ground. And every so often you want to express yourself, which is why just using your facial expressions is such an easy thing to do and implement. It's not too much work, you know, and then return to center. So what a woman is looking for, if we're you know, focusing on attraction here, is your behavior and your ability to express and then return to center. So this means you could dance a little bit and be like, you know, dance with them, acknowledge her expression of feminine right energy, and then return back to your stoic position. It's the men that are unable to express at all that run into trouble, in my experience, because a woman will just give up after a while. She'll try and try to pull you into the, the beautiful, fun chaos. And if you're just not going to have a bar of it, she'll move along. And that sucks because she wants you to come into her world and play with her. That's what she's asking you to do. Women will almost always demonstrate to you what they want from you. They will never tell you. They will demonstrate through their own behaviour, which means a lot of the time women take on masculine traits to show you what they want versus telling you. And a lot of men, if they're not tuned in and aware, they miss out on these opportunities, and so does she. So it's flipping the switch and being like, you, is the, you are the prize. You are the prize. And being so certain in yourself of your own you know, quality as a man that when you're out there, you've got certainty. And you've got certainty in yourself that you can express yourself in a feminine way with no judgment and return to your center with ease. That to me is like the true success when a guy, that a guy can reach with his own social confidence. Once he's at that point, nothing can hurt him. I'm telling you, nothing. A girl could throw a drink in his face and because he, is, he has that connection to his own value and he has given himself permission to express himself emotionally and he knows what that looks like and he can read the room, suddenly no one has power over him. And that's one of the sexiest traits that you could possibly have as a man. So to tie this all in, I did go on a bit of a tangent, but I'm very passionate about this. Mirroring in an environment is just one aspect of this. Okay, this is just the beautiful flower above ground. The roots go deep, deep, deeply into the soil. Okay, and that's actually the beauty I find of, of learning about the feminine chaos. And um, not just the chaos in the external world, but the chaos of your own thoughts, 
that is a direct expression of feminine in your own mind. You know, when you have anxiety and you have these thoughts racing around your head, that's actually your own feminine. And so we feel overwhelmed sometimes or anxious because we can't quite make logical sense of it. And then when you're out in the social world, you're actually dealing with other people's chaos. And so it becomes a game of management and being able to free yourself from outcome and having to have it go a certain way for you. Men that have those expect expectations and women as well, they run into problems because they're trying to force an outcome. Like, Dave, have you had a night where, like, let's say you plan a night and it just does not go to plan at all. You don't plan a night and it's one of the best nights of your life and you meet some of the most amazing people and have the most fun that you've ever had. Just, 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 just do it with me now. We're going to do a mic drop. We're going to do a <laughs> mic drop real quick. All right. Come on now. We're going to do a mic drop real quick. Boom. We dropped the mic. Guys, we just had, I feel like a, a, a TED talk on the, the, the communication, how to hit the communication G spot. All right? <laughs> and, and look, Sarah's done this all over the world on some pretty big stages. So, you know, I, we know you could keep going on and, and the guys, they should join your Facebook group as well. But we are going to break off into our final lightning round, because um, if you're still listening to this, that means you have an attention span of more than 3.7 seconds. So congratulations. <laughs> but I know with the Instagram reels and the TikToks, you know, the attention span is coming lower and lower and lower these days. So we may do another one of these uh, episodes another time, but lightning round as we finish it off. And here we go. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So first question, beer or wine? Wine. Red or white? Red. Selfie or- Are you taking me out on a date, Dave? What's going on here? <laughs> this, Sorry, is a vir this is a virtual <laughs> podcast thing, actually. <laughs> I love it. All right, go, go, go. Selfie or model picture for the guys? Uh, what do you mean by model picture? Uh, the one that you were describing before where they stare model, model, casually model, model. off into the distance? Yep. Yes, 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 model, model photo. <laughs> okay, okay. Suit or casual hipster vibes? Suit. Voice or a text message? Voice. Transition from Tinder or Bumble to WhatsApp or Instagram? Instagram. Beard or chest hair? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> chest hair? I know <laughs> Australian girls just aren't used to the, 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 the chest hair like, like they are in other parts of the world. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> all right, That's all right. a hard final, one. Okay. Final one. Final one the key to unlocking a guy's awareness, meditation or journaling? Ooh, meditation. I feel like men really respond to meditation because I think there's a disconnect between their mind and their body. They experience the world through their mind versus through their body. Once you can tap into that, they can understand the world differently. <laughs> Sarah, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Hopefully we get a chance to do it again. And 
if the guys are still listening and want to learn more about the kind of work that you're doing with men right now or connect with you, uh, what's going to be the best place for them to reach out? Oh, I just choked on my drink. <clears throat> oh my goodness. <laughs> what a way to end it, Dave. Um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me <laughs> and the best way I would say is through Instagram. So my handle is at coach Sarah Givons. I respond to every single message. And I'd love if you did listen to me on this platform, if you mentioned Dave's name and just say, hey, I heard you on this. I'd love to know yeah, where you discovered me. And I really love to offer value. So if there's something that sparked interest of you, interest from you during this call, please feel free to reach out and ask me that question on Instagram. I do also have a YouTube channel. Um, there's two, there's Sarah Secrets, and there's also a new one that I'm launching, which is called Dating Sarah, and also on Facebook as Sarah Javons. So they're, they're the main ways that you can get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, guys, we broke down a lot today, but you know, a few things that, that Sarah talks about are very, very crucial if you want to grow and build a powerful personal brand. Um, and whether you want to build that brand to connect with beautiful ladies or to connect with people so that you can grow your side hustle or your business. And, you know, a lot of the time, as you said, people will just have this expectation that the right person will just naturally fall into their lap. But if you don't put yourself out there and become irresistible, you will stay invisible. So if you are tired of hiding and you want to actually speak your truth, reach out to me, reach out to Sarah. If you know, you resonate with our message and let's get to work. Thank you so much, Sarah. See you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.